0: this is from an unknown
1: oh, source what, uh, of coffee
0: yeah we're not getting paid so. Nah, no we're not <laughs> i'm looking for that black rifle sponsorship that they seem to the hand out this is
1: from Moonbucks.
0: yeah we need <laughs> black rifle and yeah. uh the ball shaving guys oh manscape Mans- oh, yeah. yes <laughs> please sponsor us we need yeah. we need the money we need yeah yeah this is a slow grind
1: here oh <laughs> that, my gosh we
0: got our fancy new setup here, but apparently our table is lacking.
1: I know it's so small. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Modify with Trick Factory Customs. If this is your first time watching, we're a custom shop, a custom car building shop uh, here in Coquitlam, B.C. We make a lot of really cool cars and we just every week we just talk about things that are in our minds of different topics about modifications or random car things. So, with that said, uh, I'm just going to start out, my name is Elvis, Tim, Spencer, Noise. And if this is your first time watching, you guys can watch this on YouTube actually. So uh, you can watch this on YouTube at Trick Factory Customs, uh, and you can see us, but you can also listen to this on any of the podcast platforms that you listen to, Spotify, Apple Music, all of that, because no, not Apple Music, Apple Podcasts. Uh. <laughs> Yes. Um, So, yeah, with that said, we're just going to get started. I just want to uh, kind of just give a brief info, some brief information about what we're talking about today. Um, And so it's going to be on the topic of
0: getting into our industry. Yes. Getting into the car industry. Yeah. A bunch of different building industry. Sort of identifying the different inroads into our industry.
1: Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. And so if you guys haven't seen Spencer, he's going to dive into things about himself about himself <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's gonna be fun but before we get started into the topic of today let's just uh,
0: get started with what have you guys been up to all week oh this is a rough one okay. we're still working on lambos mm-hmm. so he probably has more to say about it than i do but that's sort of been our focus for the week so not super exciting that's been yeah we've just been working through that so okay it's had its challenges but we're getting there yeah, that's awesome. I can't wait to see. I, it's pretty. It's been really cool to see all the progress,
1: and I'm sure, like Spencer, you're going to talk. about I don't about think Spencer it, feels like. No, I know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's been. I think it's been cool. So yeah, what have you been working on? So Brett and I have uh, spent the last two weeks or so uh, tearing down the Uris, uh, just stripping down to the shell, bare shell. Like pulling the wiring harness. Uh, we pulled the motor. Uh, all of us did. Wow.
0: Um, it's been a big undertaking. Yeah. The results are going to be cool, but it's been
2: a tough road getting yeah. there. Like getting there. That's the. So far. The work. I, yeah. I think this is probably the biggest, uh, biggest project we I've started in my, my short career. Wow. Yeah. Um, just German. I guess these cars, like the wiring harness, there's miles of wiring, um, remembering, labeling. All these parts and pieces, um pulling the dash out of a Lamborghini, like I mean, let alone pulling dashes out. For me, I haven't done that too many times. Yeah. So uh to do it on a Lamborghini is pretty intensive. Mm-hmm. I oh. think the Lamborghini part is stressing you guys out. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think uh, that's for sure, because if it was a Honda Civic, like yeah, sure, no problem. Yeah. I'd say <laughs> probably the
0: hardest part of this project for me because I have a lot more experience in it mm-hmm. is convincing that these guys are capable of doing it mm-hmm. I spend more time pep talking them because it's a Lamborghini than actually working on it
1: I know I've heard you be like oh it's fine guys it's fine it's it's pretty much it's interesting because a lot of the Lamborghini Urus which we're working on now is mostly an Audi underneath it's there's some Lamborghini-specific parts, but yeah. for the most part, it's
0: Audi. A lot of like, Audi, a lot of Volkswagen, Volkswagen parts. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> yeah I so it's getting over that sort of mental hump and then getting into it. Because mm. if we brought an Audi RS7 in, there'd be no hesitation. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody would be all in it. But because mm-hmm. it says Lamborghini, it's like a bit... Yeah, it's a little bit stressful. A yeah. yeah. little
2: bit of intimidation. Because where that.
0: you come from as a kid, Lamborghini is like... It's the, like the, the pinnacle the of... Pinnacle. Like, and then it's always been played up that there's like some guy in white gloves named Giuseppe, <laughs> and he's the only guy that can work on it. Like, just you got to have Lamborghini <laughs> tools. Like, I had a customer one time that I worked on his Ducati. He's like, uh, do you have Ducati tools? I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> it's not like that. Yeah, but sorry, that's, you can't touch that's my the bike perception that people have about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, But, I mean, you do have to take extra care, but it's
2: still just a car yeah. in the end. It's funny yeah the stress is true and like oh man lamborghini like I've, so, every, so certain things are a little bit new to me mm-hmm. but then and then that that kind of uh mindset i have I'm like oh you know the unknown but yeah we've gotten this far already and then in hindsight even just over the past two weeks like oh, it's just like a normal car you know <laughs> like once you take off all the the cosmetic lamborghini pieces mm-hmm. it's like it's all it's, you know, made in Slovakia. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, okay, this is normal. Yeah. It, it's it so just funny. The, the procedure is still kind of the same once you get down to like the bare bones of the body and the structure and all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, these newer cars, they're not just as simple as, um, you know, basic spot welds and, you know, the structure is not the same as certain cars. Yeah. It's all riv bonded and stuff, rivet bonded and stuff. Yeah. So removing that and trying to uh, not hack th- certain areas up is a little bit uh it just takes a little bit more time you Mm -hmm. know a little bit more care yeah um and and it's uh, aluminum as well so a little Mm, bit different different from steel working with steel yeah so so once you get into it you can see
0: a justification for the expense of these vehicles i see what you because there is so many more layers to it that make it what it is Mm. it's not just on the surface it's not just on the surface it goes right down deep so it's there's a lot that's pretty cool yeah because sometimes it's it's interesting or it's very interesting to see uh the prices of
1: all these cars the lambos and all that stuff and sometimes you ask yourself, like is this actually worth it or am i just paying for a
0: brand name yeah no i'd say that it goes pretty deep
1: that's pretty cool yeah okay
0: now so like once you pull the veil back it's like you get why it costs so much Mm because just the way it's manufactured and the amount of layers that they go to make it as strong as it does. Yeah. And then just the engineering in it. And it's yeah. like, for me, that's an exciting part of seeing how they did things mm-hmm. and like how smart it actually is. That's pretty cool. Yeah.
2: So, and, um, just seeing like, because we have to put these cars back together, yeah. uh, just understanding and like the reverse engineering process, uh, especially because like I started out through, you know, learning collision and stuff. So seeing how, they design these cars because, you know, most of the body's aluminum and where they implement steel and where the th- stronger aluminum is and, and understanding, you know. you know, why, you know, the rail sits in certain areas, mm. why certain panels overlap. It's like, okay, this is, you get what you pay for really. Yeah. Like, let's kind of see, you know, how these things are put together and why they're so safe. And, uh, especially you see, um, you know, some salvage auctions of these cars and like crazy accidents but you know the general shape is still, still there intact That's you know? and what yeah. these cars like this if you're riding off a Lamborghini dude you're ripping you know what I mean <laughs> like you're yeah. going fast yep and, and these
0: guys are walking away from it literally, literally. that's really a testament
2: crazy. to wow you know how, how strong built. these cars are it's kind of it's like <laughs> yeah you know,
1: Lamborghini like it's nuts yeah which is also interesting too because I feel like I've started seeing a lot of
0: crashed Lambos recently because ultimately, regardless <laughs> of the size of the brakes, you got your sixteen-inch carbon rotors. Yeah. It's still only as good as your tires. Yeah, it's like there's the point of contact on the road. So it's like these guys are the cars are super capable, but you're still you know you're only as strong as the weakest point, which is the Very tires. True. Yeah, and then these guys are crashing them up all the time. Plus, it's a massively heavy vehicle. It is like <laughs> this like particular that. one, but I mean the same thing applies to all these other cars. Like you just overdrive it, and you got problems yeah, and when you get used to all the fail-safes that are built yep, into them. Yep. So you think you're good until you turn all that stuff off mm-hmm. and then you realize you suck. Driver, Yeah.
1: Okay. So, um, uh, that's pretty awesome. And, uh, just jumping off of that tangent, uh, and what we're going to be talking about today of finding, uh, help or work and all of that stuff how in the world do you find good help or good work or good workers? Because it's not just
0: them willing to do the work. There's a lot more. Yeah. That. Like uh, you manage our social media for us. So you see how many kids that are looking for an inroad into what we do. Yeah. But it's super hard because like, At our level right now, you have to have such a broad range of skills, Mm -hmm. but you need some sort of base skill to even get you in the door for me to start showing you these other things, or somehow you have had to garnish all these skills someplace else. So for me to get people is a struggle, but now sort of the evolution of the business is like now I've started getting people to specialize in a single thing. And then, so we can get more done because literally finding somebody like myself, that's come up all the way through is like a unicorn, like, because you just can't really do it. Like, it's not like now these collision techs like are taught a very specific thing, so they've segmented all these things to a point now where like you have so many specialists, yeah. but not really even mechanics. Now they're not really mechanics, they're technicians. And then it's like the plug in the computer and it tells them to replace the part. So they can't really fix anything. They just replace. I see. So it's like finding somebody that's from back then Mm -hmm. that had to fix stuff and troubleshoot and all these kind of things without all these different computer aids is hard to find. Like it's super hard to find because now even in school, they're being taught to specialize. Like you have a painter and then you have an auto body tech, and then you have now you have a tuner so there's no like general tuner doesn't even know how to build the motor he just knows how to tune it that's it (laughs) so it's like everything's getting so segmented that it's hard to find people for our industry that can do a little bit of everything Mm -hmm. so you got to find like our guys are like legitimate automotive enthusiasts Mm -hmm. they want to learn how to do everything themselves so i have to find those guys because i can't just bring in a body tech like I bring in these guys and they're stressed the, stress <laughs> out. So I'm like, just do this. They're like, uh, <laughs> I've never done that before. Yeah, like, OK, yeah. well, let me show you. So mm-hmm. it's like you have to find somebody that has a passion for it and then start building them up because it's they don't have the training for it. Like mm-hmm. they're trained within a very specific thing. So it's tough. So speaking of uh, training for it, like how did you get
2: started, Spencer? Because yeah. so I'm actually I'm actually pretty new in the trade relatively. I think I started about 2018 2018. Oh wow, okay. yeah. Um, I had an opportunity in my life at the time to kind of start uh, change my path, I guess. So well, what were you doing before? I'll tell you later.. Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Basically, I had the opportunity to kind of start uh, something fresh, what I wanted to do. And like, I've always grown up liking cars, but uh, I never came from a background of mechanics or Mm -hmm. cars or anything, you know, uh, being Chinese, like this is just not a thing, right? You just (laughs) go to school and you do math and stuff. (laughs) And, um, you know, during that time I was able to, okay, you know what? I like cars. Let's, you know, look at the industry as a whole, like, what are my options? And, um, I, I really enjoyed car detailing because at that, when you're young and you get your first car, you, all you want to do is wash it and you know put LED lights in it and do all these kid things too. And
1: that it's <laughs>
2: kind of something I always like at cosmetics, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I like mechanical work, but uh, I, I had a lot of friends who went through the apprenticeship as a mechanic, as a service tech, and uh, that's a that's a tough grind, right? And all apprenticeships are, but just seeing those guys uh you know be in the oil pit for Doing two years oil changes mm. for two years <laughs> yeah two years yeah. making nine dollars an hour and you're you just and then do that and then you get to do breaks after it yeah that grind is really really hard and i just didn't i i seen a lot of people get taken advantage of mm-hmm. too right and like that kind of steered me away from it right off the bat Interesting. so i was like you know what like let's do collision work like i, I like auto body it's something I like to do, um, you know, cosmetics and whatnot. So I started off um, going to school at VCC, did the apprenticeship program. And uh, that I wasn't too, too young, but I wasn't really that old. But I still had um, – I was a little bit one of the older ones in the class, so I had a little bit of a drive, a little bit more of a work ethic. So uh, the instructor seen that, and right off the bat, I think I excelled just in school. And uh, in my first year, I start, I was – recommended for a position at a, at a dealership, I guess, um, the recruitment from, you know, the, the workforce, they kind of go through the schools and they, they pick out a few of the good ones. Right. Mm -hmm. And through there, uh, started off as an apprentice just out in the workforce. Um, and it, I think early on, probably in your first one to two years, you get taken advantage of Mm. as an apprentice, right? Like, that's just the, the way the game is. And, it kind of weeds out people who are actually into it by passion or if you're there just to, you know, work and make money because it's a tough trade. Like it's especially in your apprenticeship, like you do all the dirt, you know, you're doing yeah. all the hard work. And I, I can say that if I didn't do it because of uh, if my drive wasn't from passion, mm, you would have quit. Yeah, yeah, because it's sometimes it's just not worth it. Right. Mm. Like just uh the way certain employers treat you and, and steering away from a dealership was a big one because it's a big, big corporation. They kind of have all these structures implicated uh, to keep you as long as they can mm. as an apprentice at the lowest wage. Right? Oh, really? Oh yeah. wow. Okay. And then uh, so I steered away from that and I went into more mom and pop shops because at a dealership, if you're good at one thing, so I had a, I had a, brief job as an auto glass tech when I was really young. Okay. So when I joined the dealership in the body shop, uh, you know, one of the things I brought to the table was auto glass. So they're like, Oh, this guy knows auto glass. Like let's start an auto glass department. And then oh. they're like, and then they, I would, that's all I was doing yeah. uh, for a while. And then I was like, man, I didn't want to do this. Yeah. Right. And I cause I really wanted to get better as a collision tech. And there was, there's unlimited things to learn. Right. Mm-hmm. And I had to step away and go into a mom and pop shop where it was smaller. I had more responsibility to take on more tasks and learn. And then from there, I kind of realized, I'm like, Hey, I gotta do, I'm able to do so much. I kind of want to just now narrow it down to enthusiast cars because I, maybe I'm a little bit of a brat and I only like to do <laughs> what I like to do. You know? Like, I don't want to do Kia. Yeah. I don't want to do your M3. Right. Yeah.
1: And passion, you're passionate about it. And so. from
2: there I left, one shop and then i narrowed it down to even a smaller shop where uh it was just me uh i was still an apprentice but i was the one tech on the floor and i worked with the painter Mm. hand in hand and um i think that's where i gained a lot of experience because uh i didn't have a mentor kind of working alongside with me Mm -hmm. but i still had to kind of keep the workflow and the production going right and uh that's another thing that also tied in with you know the passion drive right uh if it was just money, it wasn't worth it because you had to, i was I had to take on so many more responsibilities than just be an apprentice and clock out at five o'clock right and through there, I was able to learn a lot of ins and outs and you pick up your work habits, you know clean up, sweep the floors and 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 building that character to become a good technician right and after working there for a while and, and, you know, really enjoying working on enthusiast cars, I realized it's a tough trade. And by the end of it, even for me, I was kind of, I wasn't sure if I wanted to continue anymore because, uh, especially in the lower mainland, like the insurance, uh, monopoly with ICBC, Mm. the hours they pay you for the job was just getting lower and lower, always fighting with what you deserve and what you work for. So I had to look at other options and, um, when I went back my last year of school to write my red seal exam and finish my apprenticeship, um, my teacher at the time, who's also uh, Brett's mentor. Oh. Yeah, yeah, he's a close
0: friend of the shop. That's so. pretty
2: cool. If you don't know who Brett is, he pretty
1: much works here as he's well. He's our painter. Yes, so. he paints and- Spencer uh, health and, and body together, work so. Yeah, and so we yeah. have him on.
2: So it's, it's kind of funny how that worked. And then and and I had a talk with him and I'm like, hey, listen, like, I don't know what I want to do. Like the money sucks. I really love cars. Like, where can I kind of fit in this weird kind of area, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I don't want to go back to a dealership. Um, You know, is it right to start my own detailing shop, you know, Mm -hmm. because it's less work and kind of more of what I like to do. And he said, Hey, listen, go stop by and check these guys out. I know they want to, they need some help and they're looking for guys. I, I rolled by literally just out of the blue with a resume. (laughs) 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 Uh, You know, I came through a recommendation from Him and now here I am. (laughs) It was but and the way this industry works is like even before here, probably every shop I've worked at since my first job at the dealership in 2018, Mm -hmm. I didn't even use a resume. Oh, okay. you kind of I rolled up and for one, for me, it's just like if I can even have a good conversation with my employer right off the yeah. bat and kind of sense what kind of person he is what what the environment what yeah. the vibe is yeah. right and then if, if that you know gets a check mark the next thing for the employer to do is really just to throw you in the pit and see what you're capable of because on paper as an apprentice everyone is almost the same right you have, i see you know okay. oh yeah i was an apprentice here i was a mm-hmm. body tech here and and everyone is the same right but yeah at the end of the day, like, can you do this X Y and that Z? That you said right? You can do, yeah. right. So,
0: so this interview consisted of him showing up. I don't know what I was doing, but I was like, oh, okay, cool. And we looked outside, like, oh, he's got a cool car. <laughs> what did you come with?
2: <laughs> I, I was driving my E30. Ooh, yeah. Mm. It's
0: like so. There's a check mark for me. I was like, well, let's give him a try. <laughs> you suck, and I think I told him, I'm like, you can try here if you suck. We'll get rid of you, oh we suck, you can get rid of
2: us. Oh That's the end God. of it. And I know I know. I didn't, I don't suck. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so and, funny. And that was it. And really the first kind of three months probably was uh, I hit the ground running here. I'd mm-hmm. say, um, you know, I had a little bit of experience. Uh, doing, so a lot of the stuff that's done here, the custom work, the body kits is fiberglass work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've done a little bit of fiberglass work and you know I'm pretty good at learning and retaining information so right off the bat, one of the first things was to chop that 993 996, 996 the wing on my slant. But the no. the original wing was from a 993, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was like a, the, the turbo whale tail mm. and what we had to do was uh widen it to fit okay. the 996 wide body kit okay and um i was kind of like yeah, yeah no, no problem man. no problem it's cool i got it yeah. well you've never done anything like so, that before if anybody's
0: wondering how much of a wing on my car costs yeah <laughs> it's Christ. the most expensive spoiler we've ever made yeah. So he finished out his, That's he started so his new funny. apprenticeship
1: on that one. Yeah. <laughs> so, and if you guys want to know what we're talking about, you can go check out the YouTube video at Check Factory Customs. Again, if you've forgotten, uh, we make videos of all the cars that we work on. And so Tim has a Porsche 996 with a slant nose wide-body kit that has been very famous on the internet for being... <laughs> people have their own it's very own polarizing. Opinions. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. But I love the wing. I think that was... When I saw it, I was like, wait, is that a? I was. It took me a while to look at it. And I was like, oh,
0: shoot. And I it, think it's because it so you can't good. reference it to anything is what makes it that polarizing. Yeah. Because especially Porsche guys, it's like they have a very specific aesthetic of what they think is cool and it's mm. sacred. You can't mess with it. But I messed with it and it made some people <laughs> upset. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so how was that Like that, your first
1: project? Like, how did it turn out, e- it, expectations versus? I think we, I would
2: say uh, we hit all the boxes, right? right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: He's like <laughs> looking at it. Right. It was a, <laughs> a steep
2: learning curve for him. <laughs> but that was like a, a probably like a sink or swim kind of scenario. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I don't think it was something that I wasn't capable of doing. It was mm-hmm. just a little bit of a learning curve, right? Like you know, the procedure was a little bit the same. I,
0: I I think that the biggest struggle, and Brett had this in, in the past too, is as a collision tech, you know what it needs to look like. Okay. Because you're putting it back to the way it yeah. was. And when you're doing custom, you don't have anything, especially us, because I try to make it so that it doesn't resemble anything else. Like yeah. you can't really reference it to it so that it's mm-hmm. something new. So trying to create something from nothing with no reference <laughs> is super difficult because I have a vision in my head. Yes. But he may interpret that. the information I give him completely differently. So it's it's tough. Like a lot of people struggle with it. Yeah. So like even customers, that's why we do a lot of like, you know, foam prototypes mm-hmm. and like try to do something 3D or we 3D print it and show them because they can't necessarily visualize it. The same way I can. Like I can explain it to you ten times and you'll have ten different versions of what you think I told you. Mm -hmm. So it's the same when I'm trying to, you know, reiterate things to these guys. So now, like yourself, we're trying to get into more actual proper render so it's Mm -hmm. easy to convey that information. Yeah. Because their training is all make it look like the way it did. The way it was intended So it's like like there's no real creativeness Mm -hmm. in that industry. Like it's not something that's, you know, that's taught. Yeah. Like they're not, it's like, no, you stay Just make it exactly the same yeah, as it was. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting because, and it's cool you mentioned that too
1: because uh, Rob, uh, which is another one of the owners at Trick Factory Customs, he's not here now, he's on vacation. But he started using Sketchbook on his iPad and that makes it so cool to see what it's supposed to look like. That's made a huge change for us, like a
0: massive change because the dynamic has always been like I'm very much he's very artistic mm-hmm. whereas I'm more methodical and has to work so yeah. the blend of the two of us turns out great because and he we have like such a long standing relationship that he understands what I explain to him and then he's able to draw it mm-hmm. and then everybody can understand it so yeah. now taking it to the next level and using sketchbook and actually making proper 3D renders mm-hmm. has made it so much easier yeah be, especially for everybody else in the shop because I got some wild idea and it's like, <laughs> you no, know, everyone just stares at me. Yeah. So it, yeah. it's a Brett bit Brett is like struggle. Are you, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> but Brett, Brett's the, he's the best because yeah. he'll just be like, I don't even know what I'm doing right now. <laughs> and then it'll get to a point and it's happened a million times and I have to like pep talk him every single time. And then it gets to a point, it's like, oh, man, this looks sick. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I know, like I've known the whole time, <laughs> but it's just like, you got to get them there. And then it, once it starts to come together, then, you know, so that's a big struggle is trying to get us all on a single vision. Mm-hmm. So I think now with doing the renders and it's going to make it a lot easier. Yeah. And uh, talk to me a
1: little bit about finding, not just finding people, but the right I don't know the people that work with not just for because i know some people you've hired some for example they probably know how to do it well they're amazing but like their personality doesn't work with you yeah how
0: how does that work like we talk about it a lot especially for us because this is basically my life so there's a lot of people that are super talented in a single thing but just Mm -hmm. depending on the way they present that is like a make or break for me because i don't want that vibe in the shop and i it's like we all work really well together, so if you have a base that I can work with, I would be more inclined to hire your personality than I am necessarily your skill set. Because I can mm. work on your skill set, but if you're an asshole, you're an <laughs> asshole. Like, I can't fix that. <laughs> yeah. So it's like as soon as I see somebody's sort of to- starting like a little bit of a toxic, mm. I don't care how good you are, I'll mm. get rid of you. Because wow. it's, I'm not going to lose four guys because of one guy Mm. so it's like i've had that situation come a couple of different times and those people are always the one that are kind of like give you an ultimatum Uh, and here i just won't have it it's like you give me ultimatum which i learned from my boss is like like nope you're out (laughs) yeah because i can't deal with it yeah it's so we keep it pretty tight because everybody has to work together yep and there's so many layers and everybody's kind of waiting on the other guy so If you're not able to have a conversation and be like, hey, where are you at? When are we going to be able to get to this? It's going to be chaos all the Mm -hmm. time. You're fighting everybody. And if you have one guy that thinks he's better than the other guy, Mm -hmm. it's it never works out, Yeah, which is the single biggest, you know, because there's lots of talented guys, Mm -hmm. but the guy that comes to tell you how talented he is, (laughs) is like right away a red flag for me. It's like, I don't mind paying you whatever, you know, like if you're good. Just be good, but you don't have to be better than somebody else. Like, don't come explain to me and tell me how, why you're so much better than this guy. Mm. Just tell me you're good. Like, Hey, here's my work. I'm super good at this. I want to do this. Yeah. Then I can work with it. And that's kind of how like everyone sort of specializes in something now. Mm -hmm. So, but they're also willing to jump in. Like, you know, I got Brett. Painting cars and he gets a whole bunch of accolades from people, like, bro, that's sick. <laughs> but he'll just as easily like, Hey, can you give that a wash really quick for the customer to come pick it up? Mm-hmm. No problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that's, that's the kind cool. of guy you want rather than like, I'm gonna wash in a car, like oh, <laughs> me, man. <laughs> like take easy. Yeah. So like even that's something I learned from my old boss is like I'm over here fabricating million dollar equipment. And then it's like, Oh, there's nothing to do. Can you give sweep the floor? Mm. I don't care. I get paid the same. I treated it like a break. Like, yeah. oh yeah, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> you want to pay me this much to sweep the floor. I'll sweep the floor all day. Mm-hmm. So that's the kind of attitude that you're looking for.
2: The way things are in the shop, it's small enough to know almost what everyone is thinking. Mm. Yeah, That's good. That's, that's one thing I like about working in a small shop. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to always constantly ask questions or like, Oh, what do I do next? And like, you, you don't want to look stupid sometimes, yeah. right? <laughs> right? So but is it,
1: is it difficult for you to ask questions of like, oh crap, I don't know how to do this. Uh, no, not at all. No? Okay. no, I
2: was never afraid to ask questions yeah. because if there's something I don't know and I don't ask, <laughs> who's the stupid one, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. What's like your favorite project that you've worked on so far being here? Because we've worked on, I think, quite a bit of stuff. Like even I've been here for about a year, and you've been here before me and it's like there's been so many things so if you could just like spitball like which one has been your favorite project
2: oh it's a tough one it's between uh the two 996s the miles works car oh, okay and tim's car oh wow uh, yeah i, I gotta feel gotta like say, those
1: are also one of the most challenging too no
0: it can
2: be it, it could have <laughs> been it could have <laughs> I mean, been so far it wasn't challenges. That challenging, though, I don't no? Yeah, it's kind of
0: balanced out by the end result. Mm. Those are the most dramatic,
2: I would say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think because uh, I have a little bit of car enthusiast in me, right? I like yeah. Porsche. And uh, to see these two cars, like, you know, to understand what a slant nose is and then to see, like, a crazy wide-body 996, like, I think. Oh, so cool. Yeah, and I've never seen anything like that before, yeah. especially in the 996 chassis, right? Um, I've, uh, I think. That's those are the two. I think I like Tim's because we fit. Uh, you know, we're almost. I get to see the rewarding part of a completed car, mm. almost right. Seeing the interior together, you know, seeing it painted, and and the wing. Yeah, <laughs> the, wing. the wing is so <laughs> sick. The twelve
0: thousand dollar wing. No.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would say
2: actually the wing is probably my favorite. Oh, project. okay. Yeah, because yeah. I I I tried really hard on that and. uh, it showed, I'd say, yeah. it's really cool. It's really unique, um, yeah, and it's functioning, right? That's mm-hmm. a, that's another cool part of it. It's interesting because I haven't seen you with a modified, like
1: super modified car yet. Like you would think, because you're like, oh, you work on like crazy bodies, wide body this, wide body that, that you would have done something to your car. <laughs> so, like, do you have any plans to like do something crazy to any of the
2: cars you have? Um, well, just being where we live, it kind of sucked the fun out of it. I think okay. uh, before we met, I've had had probably like twenty something cars now. Oh and yeah, the
1: thing about Spencer is he, he switches cars <laughs> like <laughs> like I go through shirts. Yeah, <laughs>
2: um, yeah my last car um, was I, I didn't I'd never got into body kits really okay. much because I spent a lot of time as an apprentice. You know, money yeah money's a thing right a tight, yeah. Um, but, you know, being where we live, you know, I'm not going to dive too deep into it, but it's hard to drive a modified car around Yeah, I make it you difficult know. here. Yeah. I yeah. feel like we should also make that another
1: episode of like modified cars, driving a modified car is what it takes to do that in
2: this area. Yeah. You can. Vancouver slash BC. <laughs> yeah. They suck
0: all the fun all out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And also, uh, if I have like, I like to daily drive almost everything mm-hmm. and it's hard to daily drive a modified car sometimes. Whether it's like maintenance or cops. Yeah. Or even the, or the extra
1: things you even did to it too. Or the extra
2: things <laughs> like my E a convertible and it's uh it's older, it's i don't know for some reason the euro spec they didn't have air conditioning so you think it's a dope car like an e e30 convertible but there's no ac so it's too hot in the summer and it rains all the time it rains foggy, all the time. In the <laughs> foggy in the winter foggy in the winter it's just i don't know it's just not i've only driven it a handful of times in mm-hmm. the summer so um i think it's just that car is more nice to look at rather yeah. than to cruise it and so i guess All I'm doing to that car really is, because I'm a bit of a nerd too and like try to keep it in like a little bit of a uh, purist world. So I'm just doing a little bit of a motor swap on it, but no kit yet. No
0: wide body anything? No. I don't know, man. This, I don't, I don't. This guy wants a wide body Everything. (laughs) (laughs) You I would wide-body the shop van if you yeah, can, yeah. <laughs> That would actually be sick. Oh my God. Dude, let's do it. I'm so mad. <laughs> that's my
1: only reliable a vehicle. shop van. Come, yeah, like, I Just can't imagine it. it. With a, like Mickey Thompson's, yeah, like
2: no. fat, meaty this, boys. No, I think that, oh. this conversation and these types of conversations might be the only time, you know, there's some kind of disagreement or <laughs> we're, kind of we're not on
1: the same page. <laughs>
0: like, no, man. Yeah.
1: Oh, that's so
0: funny. So, yeah yeah for now we have too many things to finish to be starting anything new so true (laughs) like our lineup is oh it's It's a lot yeah and so before we end
1: anything anything else you want to add because i feel like we've yeah i feel like we've we've i don't know how long i'm gonna guess like we didn't really talk about
0: what it's like to work here for one of these guys but we could save that for another one when we have brett
1: oh true okay Yeah. yeah
0: that'll be i think that'll be interesting that'll be fun because it's I'm sure it's an adventure.
2: <laughs> Every
0: day is uh, somewhat of an adventure yeah for
2: sure. But that's what I like about, you know, being in I've been here for about a year now mm-hmm. and it was a complete like 180 from, you know, coming from the collision world because you're kind of in the collision world, you're kind of programmed to do one thing and you're it's just repetition all the time mm-hmm. like there was a time in my last collision shop I was juggling like three or four CRVs. Like Whoa. it was cool because I was fast at it, mm-hmm. but it's not sick, you know what I mean? And it's it's not the same car like, over just, and over again. That's the kind of part where it was like just depleting the energy every day. Mm. God, do I still want to like this is my life? Right? Like <laughs> I'm just doing fucking CRVs now?
0: <laughs> right? Like, at least now go. you can go say you work on Lambos and oh, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There's some value in that alone. That's very, very, very yeah. true. Yeah. So just, it still sucks though, but oh, yeah. at least it's a lot cooler to say.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, it doesn't suck that bad. It's like, it's pizza, like shitty pizza is still pretty good. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tearing apart a Lamborghini. It's not a fun job, but it's still mm-hmm. pretty good. Yeah. At the end of the day, I would rather do that than, than CRV <laughs> just to be a Kia expert or something, yeah. you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And, and also with the challenging aspect of everything we do here, I find that it keeps me, that's part of the drive that I have too hmm So that's pretty, pretty good. It's been good so far. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so far. <laughs> it's going to get worse, man. <laughs> but if it gets worse, that means it's still pretty good, right? Because hey, we're already... The
1: projects just get yeah, crazy crazier and crazier. Yeah, yeah crazier. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I'm excited for the things that are... The projects that are to come and what you guys are also working on. It'll be cool to see. So if you want to check any of that out, go to our YouTube channel. All the builds are documented there. And you can see more of Spencer and Brett doing their thing. Yeah. so with that said thank you guys so much for watching this episode we will catch you guys later like and subscribe i almost forgot about yeah. that if you like Don't this video give part. it a thumbs up we need, we need to expand our podcast yeah. setup with slow yeah. evolution it's brand here. new mics yeah brand new glorious mics so let us know how we sound <laughs> 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 okay have an amazing yeah. day bye <laughs>